Our first reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, the 30th chapter, beginning with the 15th verse. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning in rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling, and you said, No, we will flee upon horses. Therefore you shall flee away, and we will ride upon swift steads. Therefore your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, and at the threat of five you shall flee, till you are like a flagstaff on top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. We talked about prayer. And right at the very end there, he says, as soon as he hears, he will answer you. God answers our prayers, but we have to be persistent in it. And that will continue on with our setting for today. Our next reading is the epistle from the book of Colossians, the chap- first chapter beginning uh, with the 24th verse going into the second chapter as well. Now I rejoice in my suffering for your sake, and in my flesh I am filled up with what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may, pre- may, we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that his powerful works are within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, for those at Ladoshoya, and for those who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches, the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is in Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge." That is our second reading. Now, I also invite you to to turn to your hymnal to 275. Just kind of have it ready there. We're going to sing that at the end of our our responsive reading today from Psalm 126. So we're going to, after this, we'll sing 275 verses 1 and 2. Psalm 126 is to restore our fortunes, O Lord. It's a song of accents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion... Then our mouth was filled with laughter. 
Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for us. Restore our fortunes, O Lord. Those who sow in tears, he who goes out weeping, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. 275. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontime and the dewy heat, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Sowing in the sunshine, sowing in the shadows, fearing neither clouds nor winter chilly breeze. By and by the harvest and the labor ended, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. I invite you now to rise for our gospel reading from today from the book of Luke, the 18th chapter. This is about being persistent in prayer. Jesus emphasizes, do not give up. We read from 18, beginning with the first verse. And Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? That is our gospel reading. You may be seated. You know, I think about that 
gospel reading and talk about prayer and being persistent and how the unjust judge was able to give justice to the widow who kept going after him saying, give me justice. But then as I keep reading that scripture, I'm, I'm somehow guided to the very last part of that reading for today. The question that he asks. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He must realize that there is going to be an issue of faith at the end of time. That people are not following through and living up to their expectation of, of being God's children. Will he find faith on earth? I look around, you know, on Sundays when I come over here and down here, and there's a, a, a lake down there. I don't know what the name of that lake is, but when we come up there, last few weeks, there's been like 10, 15 boats out there and all fishing out there on a Sunday, Sunday morning. I know a lot of people who are out there in the world, they wake up in the morning, they get ready for work, they go to work, but the last thing on their mind is their almighty creator. Look at your co-workers around you. Look at your friends around you. Look at your relatives even. How many of them have faith in God? Believe in God. Pray to God. Communicate with God. And then the question's asked, will he find faith on earth? Oh, yes. That's a very challenging question, one that should emphasize the fact that we need to pray. When we talk about prayer, we need to be persistent in prayer, and it's throughout Scripture as well. One of them I'm going to talk about is Abraham. Abraham had a unique experience with the Lord God. The Lord promised him a son. However, he waited, he obeyed, he believed God until his promise materialized. Powerful prayers require patience and persistence. Abram was patient. He was also persistent. After all, remember that the promise was made to him when he was 75 years old that he was going to have a son. Now he was 80 and still didn't have a son. He was 85 and still didn't have a son. He was 90 still didn't have a son. He was 95 still didn't have a son. It'd be pretty easy to give up, isn't it? But 25 years later, he had his son. It took 25 years for Abraham, for his promise to be fulfilled. God fulfilled the promise, not necessarily the way Abraham wanted it done, but the way God saw it to be done. It requires persistence, it requires prayer. Continually prayer, prayer every day when you get up in the morning. Throughout the course of your day, give God worship, praise, and glory. 25 years. 
think it was last week or the week before, we talked about that bent woman in the synagogue who was bent over for 18 years. Did that stop her from attending church? No. She went to church every Sabbath. Regardless of how painful her back is, no matter how many people may have mocked and made fun of her because of the way she walked, she did not give up. And it was Jesus who went and called her and healed her. Another one that we could talk about today is Elijah. He was a man subject to like passions like we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And we think we had a drought. No dew, no rain on the earth for three and a, three years and six months. Elijah was just an ordinary man, but he was persistent in his prayers to God. He requested a drought. He prayed to God that there be no rains for three and a half years in the country and none fell. God honored his words. Therefore, he informed the king, there shall not be dew nor rain these years. But according to my word, his prayer was powerful. Why? Because he was persistent in prayer. See, when we communicate with God Almighty, we have to be persistent. And everything that we do, we do it in prayer. God heard him and honored his words. And after three and a half years of drought, Elijah prayed again for rain. And again, it rained. It's interesting how Elijah had prayed for rain and he sent his messenger out there. Go look to see if you see a cloud out there. Sent the messenger out there and no cloud in the sky. Elijah kept on praying for rain. Sent his messenger back out there. Look for a cloud. Do you see a cloud out there? Messenger goes out there, looks, and not a cloud in the sky. Elijah continues praying. Sent his messenger out there. Looking for the cloud in the sky. None. Just the sunshine and no cloud anywhere. Seven times. Finally, when the messenger went out there and looked in the sky, he came back and said, yeah, there's a little tiny cloud out there. And Elijah went and told the king, he says, get ready for the rain because the rain is coming. Persistent in prayer, Elijah was. And he prayed, and the heaven gave forth rain, and the earth bore its fruits. Oh, yes, the scripture is just full of being persistent in prayer. And so, therefore, I ask us the question here in church and in our lives do we pray to God for everything that we do? When you come into church, do you take a moment of silence and prayer and pray to God? moment to get your, your mind and everything ready for, for the message of God. When you have your ladies' group meeting, I'm sure you open up your, your meeting with a prayer. 
We have prayer time on Wednesday night. I can imagine that's all about prayer. That's great and that's wonderful. Do we do everything in God? And I have a question to ask. When you sent out the mailing requesting money for our addition, did you pray over the mailing before you sent it out? In everything that we do, we should pray. Everything we do. Not just some of it. Because see, everything is for God. Everything is glorious to God. We pray over the mailings, saying, God, be fruitful in these mailings that we send out. And even after we send, out, we send them out, we should pray for them during our, our meetings, during our prayer time. Everything we do here, we should pray for our church edition here. We give God glory and praise that we're able to do it. And you know, the progress is slow. The wheels of progress seem like they grind down and you need an oil can to oil them up. Hey, Abraham waited 25 years to have a son. We can wait a few extra months for a building. It'll come. It will happen. Prayer, persistence. Don't give up. All of a sudden, something might happen, and boom, the, the building will be all kinds of work going on out here. It will happen, but we have to have prayer to do all that. Prayer is so special. How about Zacharias? But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. You got to realize Zacharias and Elizabeth were not young people anymore. They're up there in age. Nevertheless, Zacharias prayed and they got their wish and they had their child. And Gabriel told him, thy prayer is heard. God hears our prayers. God hears persistent prayers. He responds to them. I imagine they've been praying for a lot of years for that son to be born, and, and it did happen. Daniel, he fasted three weeks to get something accomplished. He prayed and fasted. And then in Daniel 10, Verses 12 and 13. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you sent your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Malachi, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. But yet, his prayers were heard. Daniel prayed and fasted three weeks. And it was accomplished. It doesn't happen overnight. God listens. You know, the problem we have sometimes is maybe what we're praying for is the wrong prayer. Sometimes we think what we want to have is what's important and God thinks, well, you know what, you know, this is maybe what you want, but you're going to get this over here. 
And sometimes we don't think our prayers are answered, but in reality they have been in a different way. Because see, God responds in mysterious and magical and wonderful ways. God is so gracious and wonderful. If only we can continue to grasp onto the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit inside each one of us to give us that strength. Here's another instance in the Bible about a non-Christian being persistent in prayer, actually, resulted in life-changing experience for many. Cornelius was neither a Jew nor a Christian. Nevertheless, he desired eternal life through believing in Jesus Christ, so he fasted and prayed about this frequently. In Acts 10, 12, it says, he prayed to God always. We know how powerful prayers were for salvation because when the angel said to him and what Peter told him to do, he was saved and his family were all baptized. He prayed for it and got his wish. It's not a wish. It's a beautiful response from God Abraham, Elijah, Zacharias, uh, Zacharias, Cornelius, Daniel, they're all persistent in their prayers. We should follow their suit in being persistent in prayer. The lady at the synagogue, the bent woman, 18 years, her prayer was answered, and maybe she wasn't even praying about her bent back. I can imagine she was because it's a very bad condition that the devil put her in. Nevertheless, she was healed, thank God Almighty. In James chapter 3, verses 8 through 13, he talks about the tongue and how we should master our tongue to talk about good things and not bad things. And talk about good things about God. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and our Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessings and cursings. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. No. Does a spring pour forth from the same Opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. You see, we need to really concentrate on God and what comes out of our mouth has to be focused upon God. Can't have the best of both worlds. You can't be living the best of this earthly world and expect to have the spiritual world come and be there for you as well. Your mind has to be set upon heavenly things. God says that. Where's your mind? Set it on heavenly things where moth and rust cannot destroy or eat. Don't worry about the things down here. Be persistent. 
Be prayerful in everything that you do. Habits are hard to form. It takes a long time to form habits, whether they're good or whether they're bad. And if you've got a bad habit, it's going to take probably a long time to break that habit and turn it into something good. One of the good habits that we can do is memorize scripture. I, some, I read that somewhere. They said, you should memorize a scripture every day. I'm thinking, well, I'm going to start with the shortest scripture and work my way up. <laughs> it's really tough to memorize scripture, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to even just read through the scriptures once. You know, every day wake up, maybe read a chapter, open up the Bible and just... You know, and sometimes some people do it. Just open the Bible, boom, wherever it falls, they'll read there for the day. Read something. Because, you know, God will open up the Bible for you. You just don't know that, do you? He says, you might be something heavy in your heart, and you're going to open up your scripture, and you're going to read that. And right there, God is answering your very thoughts and your very mind, and your prayers are being answered by the words in the Holy Bible. God can talk to you right here. And you don't even realize it. God is so awesome and wonderful. Read the scriptures and allow him to talk through the scriptures to you. Be persistent in prayer. Be loving kindness in prayer. Talk good of other people. No matter how much you don't like them. That's a challenge too, isn't it, in our society? We would rather not talk nice about everybody. We need to be nice to them. Talk nice to them. Be courteous. It's like heaping coals of fire upon their heads. They don't know what's coming. God is coming. It's important that we read the scriptures and understand it and pray and be persistent. As Jesus is knocking at the door and the door handle is not there, only we can open up the door and allow him in. God is opening, is he's knocking in our hearts and our minds. Only we can open up the door and allow him to come into our hearts and into our minds. And through the Holy Spirit, the fire that's inside of us can make us nice and warm and awesome. Because see, when we have the power of God inside of us, the devil has no, no way to get inside of us. We can tell the devil to get out of here. want nothing to do with you because I have God as my Savior. God is my counselor. God is my wonderful Wonderful God. And it all comes through Jesus Christ. Because he shed his life, he shed his blood for us, for the forgiveness of our sins. He did that for every one of us here today, everyone out there in the world. He did that. Now all we have to do is come to him, pray to him, and thank him for saving our lives. Because he did that. And that's how much he loves us. And we should love one another as well.
The importance of persistent prayer is fundamental to our relationship with the Lord God. One of the most important features of this is that it displays trust in God. When we're persistent in prayer over time, it demonstrates to God that we really do believe in Him. And because we are willing to wait for His prayer to be answered, for our prayer to be answered, God knows that He will reward us as well. It requires faith. It goes back to that very last sentence. Will He find faith on earth? When he returns? Or is everybody going to be up in their own self desires? You look around us, and that's where a lot of people are at. It's unfortunate. And the thing is, is that they have all gone through church. A lot of them have. They've went through the Sunday school program. They went through the confirmation process. And as soon as they're confirmed, boom, they're gone. And I don't understand. Sometimes, yes, we, we do fall away. But we do return. Because God wants us to return. All of a sudden, something will happen. It's just like, oh boy, I had better get my relationship with God straight here today because the time is coming and I do want him to find Faith on earth, if it is even in me, I will have faith in Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 10.36, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Be persistent in prayer. Pray. Pray all the time. Communicate with God. Did I mention prayer? Did I mention need to pray? <laughs> I can't emphasize it enough. How many times I, I can say pray, praise, and give thanks? We need to do that. Not just for me, but for you, for the congregation, for our communities for the people around us. Here's some additional scriptures here that I came across to talk about prayer. First Chronicles 16, 11 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. This doesn't mean when you get up in the morning, you're done for the day. No. Continually. Doesn't that mean throughout the course of the day? throughout the course of our life. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Don't worry, trust God. Ephesians 6.18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. 
Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Psalm 41 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my prayer. Ephesians 6.18, or did I say that one already yet? I did that one already, yep. Colossians 4.2, I did that one too. That's good, I'm glad you're paying attention. Me too. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 and 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I'm sure you can find many more in the Scripture. For this is the Bible, the Holy Word of God, God Almighty, in these few little pages that we hold in our hands every day. Be like Abraham, be like Elijah, be like Daniel, be like Cornelius, Zacharias, many other people throughout the Bible, and even people around you. Pray, praise. And give thanks. Amen. May the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.